Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope things are going fantastic for you. I mean, November it has kicked off. We are in the swing of things. There has been so many great shows and my guest this week, it, let's put it this way. We're recording this beginning of November. My guest this week had an incredible end of October and we're going to kick things off talking about that because... I was just floored with some of the some of the matches I was able to watch. Joining me this week on the podcast, none other than Rose. Rose, how are you doing? Hey, what's up? I'm doing really good. How are you? I am doing great. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, I mean, this past weekend, you had a big weekend. I mean, there was LPW 20. You wrestled for Boom. I was fortunate enough to watch the LPW match versus Silesia Sparks on the Twitch stream. And I mean, I cannot say enough great things about this match. We were talking about it afterwards. And I, I basically said to my co-host of Four Exposure Plugo that this was my match of the night. You guys have such incredible chemistry in the ring. So cool. Yeah, honestly, it was uh, one of my favorite match for sure. It was a uh, really fun and I mean, Silesia, you know, like we have that feud going on, but she's, um, she's so great. Like she's mm-hmm. really good. So, well, the, the chemistry, and like you mentioned, you, you guys have a feud kind of ongoing that has stretched multiple provinces now. And that is something that is almost unheard of in independent wrestling. So it's kind of nice to see it actually happening. Yeah. I think especially like in, in Canada, but yeah, I think it's, it's really fun that we get to do that in different provinces. I'm hoping to bring it to BC, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe and Ontario actually, because now it's just uh, Quebec and um, and uh, Alberta. But hopefully we can do it all over Canada because I'm really enjoying this feud. And again, like like you said, we have such a good chemistry, me and her. Like we just mm-hmm. work really well together in the ring. So it, it it's one of those matches where like, I mean you watching as a fan it just seemed so crisp and sometimes with wrestling you know like things like that you can notice things that you know like okay things could be a little smoother but everything just seemed to be like bang 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 and it just it worked so well so i made huge huge props to both of you for that one well i'm (laughs) i'm really happy you thought that because i (laughs) think that for my part because um i told you earlier but um i I got hurt in the very beginning of that match and it was my, I hit my head pretty hard. Mm-hmm. So I was like, kind of, <laughs> I thought I was pretty slow the entire match, but in the end, it was still really good considering. But um, mm-hmm. I'm really glad it didn't show. <laughs> Not at all. But I mean, we had that match on the Friday night. Then you had Boom Pro Wrestling the same weekend, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the next day. Uh, I saw a clip that uh, I think it was Max had posted up on his Instagram, just a, like a, a video package. And like, I can't wait for this match to come out on YouTube because just watching it was getting me so hyped up for it. Like you two had a, it seemed like you guys had a really great match going on. Yeah, we really did. I'm really, really happy about it. Uh, I can't wait for it to be out because uh, it's definitely another one of my favorite. I mean, Max and I, it's so weird because we've been, we, I started training with him, you know, he's my little brother, like 
We're always together. Uh, we're all on all the same shows, and we've never had a match together. And we've mm -hmm. been training together for two years now. So, and we tend to like go kind of crazy, Max and I. And I think uh, I was a little concerned that we might not work very well in the ring you know like sometimes you you get along so good with someone in real life and then in the ring it gets super clunky mm -hmm. um but no like it was it was so good mm -hmm. uh, i'm i'm very hyped on that one but let's talk from the beginning because you grew up in quebec correct yes so what was growing up like for yourself? Like, what were you sort of like, what was young Rose into on her way up to now? Uh, theater. I was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was really, really into theater. I did tap dancing too, <laughs> funny enough. Uh, but definitely like my entire youth, I did uh, uh, theater for like 10 years. So that was really my thing when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's always interesting when I do get to the chance to talk to people and they mention that because like it's it it that adds so much like it makes so much more sense now when like I see like you know the the promos you do before matches and the vignettes and stuff like that and it's like okay that makes sense so I'll I'll bring that up later but I have to ask where the love for wrestling first came from. Um, it comes from WCW. So when yeah. I was a kid, uh, I love telling that story. Like, <laughs> but when I was a kid, um, my childhood friend, when we would have sleepovers at her place, we would uh, like wake up in the middle of the night and sneak in the basement to go watch wrestling. Mm -hmm. And at that time, uh, the first time we ever turned the TV on on wrestling, it, it was a match with Vampiro. And I just like fell in love with the guy who's just like spitting blood, and I and it's it sounds really weird, like for very disturbing actually for a kid, but I thought it was so cool, and I was like, man, I gotta do this one day. I, mm -hmm. I want to be as badass as him, and yeah. So my love from wrestling definitely comes from uh, Vampiro and WCW. I, I like I've had the chance to talk to quite a few people and you may be the first one to say that like WCW is what has gotten you into wrestling and I am all for it because I loved WCW growing up so yeah. I I'm all for that uh, that must have been because he had shown up there and that's when you know he got involved with like the ICP and I think like Great Muda was there and like you go back and watch now and there is actually some really cool matches he was a part of that kind of get forgotten about in wrestling yeah totally i think well my favorite was uh with sting his uh bloodbath he had that was <laughs> sick it was like a cage match i think and then all the blood like poured in the ring it was insane <laughs> so did you stay a fan all the way through no a uh, uh, vampiro well in general uh wrestling no like uh yeah. I was already like, I've always been a weird kid, uh, as most pro wrestlers are. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, like no one liked wrestling in my, uh, my surroundings. So I was like, I kind of grew out of it. Like most wrestlers, I feel, you know, mm -hmm. like kind of grow out of it at some point. I just didn't want to be as weird, more weird than I already was. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like for years and years, I didn't watch wrestling. And then it's when I was like 
21, I kind of regained that love for it because I was working in a bar and my manager was a big wrestling wrestling fan. And we'd watch like WWE all the time. Uh, that's where I gained my love from, uh, for uh, Becky Lynch. And yeah, I would watch it while working, you know, but nothing like intense, you know, I wouldn't really watch it at home or anything. And it's when I moved to Victoria and really got back into it when I started uh, training. When did you move out west? When did you leave Montreal? Uh, that's kind of a long story, but okay, I moved well, in Alberta when I was 16. Okay. But then I moved back to Montreal when I was 21. Uh, tw no, sorry. I, I moved in Alberta at 16, moved back when I was 18, and then moved back to Alberta when I was 21, mm -hmm. 22. And then moved to Victoria two years ago, and I'm 27 now. So Okay. And how long after moving to Victoria before you decided to pursue a career in wrestling? Uh, it wasn't long. Like, uh, as soon as Eddie reopened, uh, Eddie Osborne, he's my mm -hmm. coach, as soon as he opened um, the PWA again in Victoria, which was like six months after I moved. Okay. There. But as soon as he reopened, I was like part of the second class, I think. Mm -hmm. And so you you had moved there and you figure like, hey, I'm going to actually give this a shot. Yeah, exactly. I think it's because uh, I knew Braden Goss uh, mm -hmm. from uh, Okanagan. And he's the one because I told him about like my my past with wrestling and stuff. And he um, he's yeah, I told him that I've always wanted to try. And he sent me the uh, Eddie's Instagram as mm -hmm. soon as he knew the school was reopening. So. Uh, so, I mean, you reach out to Eddie, you decide, hey, you're going to give it a shot. Uh, initial thoughts the first day you head in for training? <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally remember that day, like, clearly. It was at University Heights, and that's a mall that got destroyed now. It doesn't exist anymore. And when I got inside, I could hear all – the mall was closed, right? It was just, like, that one unit that was open. And I could hear across the hall of the mall, I could hear the bumps in the ring. And I was like, oh my God, I was horrified. I was like, someone's getting freaking murdered in there. Like, what is happening? Why is it so loud? You know, when you're not used to being around like at shows or anything. I don't think I had ever been to a, an actual live wrestling show at that point. Okay. So I was just like, man, that is scary. And I, I just remember standing in front of the door, like taking a deep breath and being like, you got this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> opening the door, they were already started. I was so shy. And I was like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to assume, though, that everyone was very welcoming as soon as you stepped foot and got your, you know, the first steps in and everything like Absolutely, that. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. I've heard nothing but great things about Eddie and the training facility out in Victoria. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's nice knowing that there's people in those positions, like being able to train the next generations of wrestlers. A hundred percent. Eddie is such a, a good coach to get you started. He has very uh, solid like bases and stuff. So was there anything that surprised you initially when you first started training? my capacity in doing it honestly like my yeah. abilities um i i didn't imagine that i would be this good because i mean i i'd been doing muay thai for two years 
but that was it for sports. I did a little bit of cheerleading when I was like in grade seven, but that's it. You know, like I've never been a, a sports person or anything. And I had my first class and I could do like all those rolls and the cartwheels and everything. And everyone was like super like impressed, you know, like who's yeah. that? Just friends who's, like, <laughs> able to do all this stuff. I surprised myself, you know? Mm-hmm. It's funny how things like that can happen where like you don't think like, I don't want to say you don't think it's something you're very new to, but like you step foot in there and you get going and it's almost like it's a, it's comes natural to you almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it it's also like, a, it surprised me how, how much harder it is than you think, like just doing chain, you know, and locking up and stuff. Mm-hmm. You watch it, you know, on TV and it seems so simple because they're, they're so used to it but when you do it the first time it's actually really hard and remembering all that stuff but yeah is there still people from your class that are still going today yeah of course well now unfortunately it's closed in victoria but uh eddie is running in campbell river okay and i know he has like new students from there but there's a lot of us that still uh go train once in a while when we can but you know like it's it's a long drive, but we try to carpool um, every week. So, mm-hmm. um, like from Eddie, what were some of the biggest pieces of advice that he gave you when you were starting off wrestling? Just do it. Like yeah. that's honestly, uh, I'm so grateful for having Eddie as my first coach because he really taught me to not. I mean, I think I'm a pretty fearless person in general. I have a big ego, so I. <laughs> So like if people are looking, I'm, I'm going to have to do it. You know what I mean? But um, he was really good to, uh, he's good to make people tougher, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but also he, he's still very gentle in his way. So uh, yeah, his best piece of advice is like, just do it. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned uh, Muay Thai, or I, I hope I pronounced that right. I think it's one of those things that I always do wrong. But like, what kind of made you decide to get involved with that? Um, I don't know. Like, I've just, I think I've always been like kind of a feisty person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I just always uh, was interested in like UFC and everything. And I was like, why not? You know, I, I was bored. I think it was COVID. Uh, and I was in Edmonton, which is like nothing to do there. And <laughs> yeah, I had free time. I was like, let's let's just try it. Let's just mm-hmm. try. And I just took the plunge. Um, now, I mean, how long after you had started training before you had your first match? Not long at all. Really? Like, long, yeah, I think it was like three or four months. But my first. So I actually consider my first match uh, June 23rd of 2022, okay. which was with Eddie and it was in front of like a bigger audience. But my actual first match was um, a chain match. So it wasn't really like, it wasn't really a match, you know, and uh, we were both very new and it was in front of like 10 people. Mm-hmm. That was maybe three or four months after I started uh, training. And who, oh, I guess it was with uh, a group of people involved with that one, correct? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, any nerves heading into that match with Eddie? Because, I mean, you mentioned, like, you know, things were coming pretty natural to you and, you know, a little bit of an ego. Like, any nerves for it? Oh, God, yeah, of course. 
yeah, it was horrifying. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. But I did, and it wasn't that bad. Um, one of the things I think everyone noticed, and I think it's partially because you don't see it very often, is that you wrestle in bare feet. Was that something you had done from the beginning? Yeah, I think, well, again, like I don't really have any sports background besides from uh, Muay Thai and we always like we train without shoes. So yeah. I and I've, al I've also done the slack line a little bit, like a few okay. years back. So I don't know. I've always been very comfortable, uh, like doing sports without shoes. I feel like I have more stability and uh, I was doing a lot of uh, walking on the ropes and everything in the beginning of my training. So uh, with shoes, I would... I I slip. I mm -hmm. just don't like it. And then just doing like the grappling and everything, I prefer doing it without shoes because of mm -hmm. my martial arts background. So yeah, like I tried, trust me, I tried boots. People always tell me like, why don't you wear shoes? I can't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Every time I wear shoes, I end up taking them off. It takes time off my training. It's like, I just can't do it. Yeah, for some people, it's just so much easier. Like the feel of the mat and everything is just having the bare feet. It just makes it that much simpler. Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned the slack line. Did doing that uh, help out with your training at all, do you feel? Well, yeah, for sure. Like I, I bet that's why I can uh, walk on the rope so easily. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I, I've rarely ever slipped on the ropes. It's happened a few times, but it's in my entrance when I wear shoes. Mm -hmm. But other than that, uh, I think in a match, in an actual match, I've slipped once okay. on the ropes. So I think um, because of trying some slack line, I think that's why I'm so uh, agile maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Sure. Uh, like I have to ask because, I mean, you had mentioned uh, June – 2022 basically as your your start but like that's a year and a half almost up to now and like you have done more in that year and a half than some people do in their entire careers like you've wrestled in i think four provinces if i'm not mistaken that for someone only a few years in is almost unheard of sometimes like do you ever look back and just be like this is actually really cool what i'm doing right now Oh yeah, for sure. I'm so blessed and I do not, I can't even comprehend how I got this far in such a small amount of time because exactly like you said, like some people have like so much more experience than I do and have been had like all the opportunity that I've had. So for sure, I don't, I don't know. I mean, hard work, I guess, but mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm really lucky. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it's evident with your work in the, like in ring, the promos you do, like it, it's, you see the progression from when you started and it's, it shows, but like the first time you wrestled outside of BC, do you remember what you were feeling heading into that? Uh, first time I wrestled outside BC was uh, love pro. Okay. And that's the thing I, I was, uh, I'm very lucky because, I mean, I'm from Edmonton, right? So uh, I felt at home. So mm -hmm. that was that was really awesome. It made me a lot more comfortable than I should have been, you know? Mm -hmm. And I also, my parents lived there. So okay. when I had my first match with Love Pro, I decided to stay for a whole week. That way I could train with the clandestine society. Mm -hmm. So I got familiar with the, uh, everyone there. 
going into love pro. So I, I felt right at home. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, now I, I've, when I come across someone who I want to talk to, I, uh, I'll start making notes and like, I had put you in my phone and I put a note Am am I wrong in thinking that you got to wrestle in Montreal for the first time this year in front of like your hometown? Yes, I did. It was awesome. <laughs> Uh, what promotion was that with? And uh, if you could just talk about the match a little bit. Um, so in Montreal, I think, uh, was it? Yeah, I think the first promotion that I've wrestled in Montreal. So it was supposed to be in Bicancourt, but I hurt my ankle. Mm -hmm. The first, uh, the second match I've had on my, my little tour, it was in Ontario that I heard it. So I was out for like, two weeks and I had to cancel two of my shows in Quebec. So the first show that I did was in Saint-Thérèse, which is actually my hometown mm -hmm. for NCW. Okay. Um, I was wrestling Sam Kelly. She mm -hmm. trains at um, IWS. Yeah. Uh, it was good. You know, uh, I think she had a lot less matches than I've had, uh, but we, like a pretty good match and um, I mean wrestling in front of my family and my friends was just an insane feeling like it was it was so cool and afterwards seeing people that I they were keeping it a secret from me that they were coming so it was like a really nice surprise seeing everyone oh my god I, I must have sold like 50 to 60 tickets for that it was so cool talk about deserving a cut of the ticket sales if you're pushing that many tickets out there that's ridiculous um i had kind of mentioned before you know like the fact that you will do like vignettes and promos leading up to matches and i mean i for one am a big fan of it i think it is beneficial to the wrestler it adds more experience you know just doing a promo talking things like that and even just being able to step outside the box a little bit was that something you always wanted to add for yourself when it came to wrestling the promos yes um I honestly never realized how much creativity I had until I started doing them and I didn't think I would be well okay I don't want to say that I'm good at them but <laughs> I usually come up with decent ideas you know um I thought I would be horrible at promos. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I would be good. So I never really thought about that aspect of wrestling, if I'm honest. Okay. But it's something that seems so natural. But after you mentioned like the theater background and things like it starts to make sense a little bit because uh, I've talked to people before who've taken acting classes and things like that. And they can't speak enough of how much it helps with their performance inside the ring. And I feel like that's the exact same for yourself. Yeah, for sure. I'm uh, because of theater, I'm such a outgoing person, right? So it's easier for me to talk in front of a camera as well. And mm -hmm. uh, um, geez, what's the name of it? Like on the, on the, on the fly theater <laughs> oh like improv improv there you go yes yes uh yeah it's easier for me to do improv and uh yeah i'm just comfortable acting so for mm -hmm. sure it's helped me 
like I was queuing up some of your matches on YouTube, which is always a great thing for wrestlers to have. So I was very thankful that you had some up there. And one thing I noticed was like the connection you have with younger fans, especially like it seems they're almost drawn to you. And like in this day and age, I think it is so important to have that connection, especially with younger women, you know, like, cause I have a daughter and the first time I took her to wrestling, she was instantly drawn to the women wrestlers. So to have that connection, it's so beneficial now. And I see like you have it, like it's almost like instant as soon as you walk out. It's so funny. Like I, I know, like I really do. And I don't understand it. And mm-hmm. my entire life, actually, I don't know why, but kids always love me so much. And I just don't get it. Cause like, for the longest time, I didn't really like kids. <laughs> I was like as far away from me as you can. Now, and of course, I've always been good with them, though, you know, because they're, they're kids. Like, yeah. you know, they, they're so innocent. They don't know anything. They don't know better, right? So I've always been very patient with them. But I, I never thought I was – I don't know why I attract them, but I do, which is – it's really cool. It's awesome, especially in wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe because I treat them like normal human beings and not like animals, you know? <laughs> talk to them like they're, oh, my God, hi. Like, I hate that. Like, they're, mm-hmm. you can talk to them in the normal voice. And they're not stupid. They're kids. They're very intelligent, actually. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. Did, do you ever look back and think that, like, you know, younger you would ever imagine this for yourself? Because I mean, you look and like you're, you're wrestling some of the top women on an independent wrestling right now on a consistent basis. Like, does that ever, do you ever look back and just think like, I never would have imagined this? Uh, Wrestling? Never. Like mm-hmm. never. When I, even nowadays I see my older, my friends that have been my friends for a long time. Right. And they're all like, we just don't understand like what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew there was something for me. I knew there was something for me in the entertainment industry, wrestling. I could see it of course, cause it, it's always been my dream. Right. So yes, but at the same time, I've never been a very athletic person. Well, I didn't think I was anyways. Mm-hmm. So yes and no, you know, like I, I believe it. But I don't think I, I saw myself to be this good this fast for sure. Mm-hmm. When it comes to wrestling, like I know from experience just doing like commentary, it's so easy to get down on yourself, even though like you might have done like a great job, you know, like just the initial like right after like you can kind of be in the dumps even though like things were great, but like for yourself, how do you stay like even keel, not getting too high or too low and just kind of like keeping with things? Hardly. It's hard. (laughs) The balance is really, really hard. Uh, I'm someone that's really hard on myself. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I'm also very realistic. So that, that helps for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, it happened so many times after a match that was actually like a pretty good match that I'm like, Ugh, why am I doing this? Like, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm like, don't, you know, I take time. And afterwards I'm like, don't be ridiculous. Just learn from it. Uh, take what you can and just make it better. 
so it helps me I, I feel like everyone should be a little hard on themselves though because you'll that's how you improve you know that you yes. just want to get better right mm -hmm. uh but i don't know i i struggle with it that's yeah. i definitely struggle with it like for yourself, I mean, you've had, like I've mentioned before, the past year and a half has been incredible. Do you have your sights set on anything in the future that you'd really like to be able to accomplish? My end goal is Japan. Like yeah. I think in five years, you know, like if I can be in Japan, stardom is obviously my dream, but mm -hmm. um, anywhere in Japan would be great. I'm very much looking forward to eventually seeing you in a high-speed match because I think it'll just be the cat's meow. I think that'll be fantastic. So Nice. Um, now, I want to ask for yourself. I mean, we've talked about a few of the matches you've been a part of. Are there any others that really stand out to you? Like, they don't necessarily have to be the best match, but just ones that, you know, you kind of look back and be like, shit, this was a, like, this was a good time. Um, when I, well, my whole feud with, uh, Senior and Saint was sick. Cause, um, I mean, I had like, I had my tag match with Senior and Saint and, um, Max. And before that we had a few matches and, you know, making the promos and stuff. Like I had two matches with Judas before and one with Trav, uh, you know, like they're all, all my really close friends that I love so much and they're so good. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was definitely, uh. A blast and these guys were one of the first uh better like made wrestlers if i can say that i wrestle so mm -hmm. that'll definitely always be very special to me i look at the matches now and i'm like ew how was i so <laughs> bad <laughs> like, sorry judas sorry trav but <laughs> um yeah those ones for sure uh both matches that i've had with zach patterson were two of my favorites i learned mm -hmm. so much from him and you know like he's a big guy so he can take all my moves and uh we went crazy like we did so much and i love him so much because he treats me like he he's gonna hit me just as hard as he would hit anyone else right yeah it just gives me fire like i hate when i wrestle intergender matches and the guys are light on me They're, they usually are not but mm -hmm. it happens and I'm very comfortable with Zach. He's one of my best friends. So we went hard. And I was like, I don't care if I, you know, like I, we went hard. We just yeah. we fight really, really hard. And it was, it was funny. Uh, it, I feel like I never fight back enough. And I did in that match. Um, I was like, get off me. No, <laughs> you know, like I didn't want him to hit me at all. So. Uh, all all three of the, those guys you mentioned i have so much love for all and for different reasons i think they're all incredible and like to be able to consistently challenge yourself by wrestling people like that it only serves to continue to improve yourself and i mean you see what travis and judas are currently doing i mean those two are just on another level right now. It is so incredible to see. So I'm I'm very stoked for them and like even for yourself getting those opportunities. Yeah. Oh yeah. So proud of them. They're doing a lot of great things. But I'm in so much work and you're so great. Mm -hmm. Oh, also my I wanted to my match with Jody will always be special, of course. Oh, from NEW. Like, yes. 
Yes. The, I, I was, that was one of the ones I had tuned in to watch and I didn't know about the pre-match little like fight out on the street so and, and just seeing the reactions from like the people standing in line, like they had no idea. And it's almost like, Oh, oh. I know they were, they were so <laughs> caught off guard. It was hilarious. <laughs> for yourself. I mean, like you've only been doing it for, you know, a couple of years, but like you've experienced so much and we're constantly seeing the next generations of wrestlers coming through training and that, is there any advice that you would offer them right now just to make their lives a little bit easier? Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to say if, if you want to become the best you can take every information you can and really like put them into your matches, like, retain everything you can you know you watch wrestling like watch every little details someone gives you criticism like actually don't just listen but take it and use it that's honestly the number one reason why i think i've been progressing so quick it's because i retain a lot of information and i don't take any any of it for granted and uh i really try to use all of that so mm -hmm um now i always like to get a match recommendation so one that you're a fan of whether it's wwe stardom wcw anything like that so one you're a fan of that you think the listener should go check out uh well okay the obvious but um omega and um and uh osprey the first match they had which is <laughs> oh my god like that's my my favorite match of all time the one speedball and um, and Osprey just had was awesome too, mm -hmm. but I think I really liked uh, the tag match for Triple A. It was FTR, Jolistico, uh, and uh, Dragon Leaf. I think it, that that match was just so awesome. Like I've watched it a million times. Mm -hmm. uh, I like I remember that one because that was right before I think Dragon Lee announced he was going to nxt and there was no a big... that was the second one though that was the second okay yeah they had a round two but round okay. one was the second one was good too but like the first one was just so perfect we live in a day and age where like we constantly get like these incredible matches week after week and it's like you almost don't have enough time to fully appreciate what you've just seen yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it was just too much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for yourself, I mean, what do you have for upcoming shows? Where can the listeners see you coming up for uh, the next little bit? So my next one is in uh, Victoria on the 17th, and it's my grudge match with Max um, because he betrayed me last oh. show. So, yeah, Boom was just uh, a little glimpse of what's to come. Uh, we're going to go crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that's my next show. Uh, so when I came back from my Eastern tour, I tried not to get myself too booked early on because uh, I need a little bit of recovery. And I also have big things that are coming that I'm not allowed to talk about right now. <laughs> so I can't tell you where I'll be in December at the moment. But keep posted on my social media because it's really cool things. So um, I'll be posting about it soon. Speaking of that social media, where can they find you online? Uh, my main platform is my Instagram. And it's Roses Are Gray. 
with okay. supplies. Um, and also on my Instagram, if you check on my bio, you can find my link for my link tree where all my um, my other socials are on it. Uh, it's uh, Linktree Rose Pro Wrestling. And I also just made a TikTok. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to, <laughs> the, I'm trying to find the link here. I can't even remember. I just made it too. And I'm the, the hang of TikTok. Like, I'm so <laughs> this. I have no idea how this works. Okay. It's um, Rose Pro Wrestler on TikTok. Perfect. <laughs> throw some match clips up there and all that fun stuff just so the people can check you out on there. Yes. Awesome. Rose, thank you so much for joining me. This was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Thank you so much to Rose and thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GreenMakerPod, up on all social media platforms. So just search it and it will most likely come up. Uh, no TikTok though. That's one that I just, uh, for wrestling stuff, I don't think it would suffice. Um Email graymakerpodcast at gmail.com and up on all podcast streaming platforms. Did I say that one yet? You can also find me weekly up on Love Wrestling doing four exposure with my good friend Plugo as we take a look at the world of independent wrestling. It's a lot of fun. We have a great time. Don't forget to check out the Love Wrestling Patreon with some incredible stuff up on there, including matches from the Love Wrestling Clandestine Society shows, which happened before every LPW show. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.